Welcome to the Akeen Mind Podcast. I'm Jude, a licensed therapist and mindfulness meditation teacher. Most of us struggle with stress at times in our lives, and stress is when we feel like we can't keep up with the demands that are going on in our lives. We begin then to feel as though the load is too much. It's more than we can manage in the moment. That's when we really feel the pressure of stress. And I teach mindfulness and meditation because it truly helps people find more joy and peace in their lives. In today's episode, this is going to be a little bit of an impromptu. I don't have anything specifically prepared to talk about today. So I figured that I would use mindfulness as a means of being present with what is coming up in the here and now. So learning to be with what is present in our bodies, in our minds, is so valuable. Because then we're beginning to live our life being in touch with our own lives. Loving the life that's right here, which is so important. You know, the reason this is an impromptu recording and that it's coming out a little bit later than normal is because I've been quite busy. I've been seeing more people in my private practice, and I've been teaching meditation as well, some classes, and just had the retreat last Saturday with a group of two other teachers from the Charlotte Center for Mindfulness. And it was just such a joy to be with them and to be able to teach with them and for me to be able to participate in the retreat two-thirds of the event. So this practice time really fueled me, helped me get back in touch with this sense of greater space and room to deal with things that are going on, maybe a greater level of creativity after that. And actually after the retreat, I went and worked on some self-paced mindfulness meditation materials that I'm working on for Monarch, the company that I'm with, to help the employees, but to also just help the community reduce their stress and well-being. I mean, I think it would be wonderful if everyone, including kids in school, learned how to be mindful in their everyday lives. What a difference that would make. Think about the bullying that goes on in middle school and high school, even elementary school. Kids who look different or act different or they can point out some difference you know this is the fundamental problem we have as human beings is that we judge and so as they're developing during these times there's these negative judgments on people and then if those kids then become isolated from socializing they feel like an outcast they feel all alone then what they do is they turn on themselves and they think and believe that there is something wrong with them that they are bad or defective in some way. So this training can take a hold so early in life, and then they might get messages from their parents, too, that they don't belong in some way, or they're bad in some way through the messages, and none of us parent perfectly. But however you're parenting, it's going to be helpful for you to let that child know that no matter what he or she does, that your love is unconditional. It doesn't mean that the boundaries that you set are not firm. We set the expectations, and the more we set them earlier on with kids, the easier it is later on because they know exactly what to expect from us. 
But when we're inconsistent with how we respond to different things, then what we're teaching them is that there is a, an unpredictability. So there's no reason to conform to the expectation because I don't know exactly what you're going to do. Now, parenting is, I believe, an art and something that many times I feel that I fail at. Even though I know mindfulness and I know how to pause and reflect, sometimes, you know, our kids really know how to push those buttons. They know what you don't want or like, and they're trying to almost on some level, you know, outwork you to get their way. They're attempting to have power, which they do need to have some power, but if they have too much, then they feel out of control, which is why we have to set those boundaries. But not only do we have to set them with our kids, we have to set boundaries with ourselves. That is what self-compassion is all about. Boundaries relating to self-care. How much time do I spend doing things for others, for my job? How much time do I spend actually taking care of myself? And really this problem of self-criticism and shame and feeling separate than others the antidote to that really is being self-compassionate. Seeing if you can have a sense of kindness towards yourself in the present moment versus self-criticism, which self-criticism can actually turn on your stress response. Kicking yourself when you're down doesn't help motivate you to do better. But we often think it does. So many people believe that being strong is pushing everything down and moving past all of it, forgetting about it all, and doing what you have to do. Now, I will say that there is certainly a time for that. Sometimes things can't be dealt with with the mindset that you're in in that moment. Denial is a normal human emotion, so we may pull away. But if we don't ever come back to deal with these difficulties and they keep knocking at the door saying, please pay attention to me. This is your life. This is what's happening. But yet we're so quick to minimize or discount how we're feeling. I shouldn't feel that way. Well, based on however it is that you're thinking in that moment is why you are feeling that way. So let's get to the core of feeling the emotion and find out what it's believing so that we can potentially see a different way of being. And that's what I help people do through meditation classes like mindfulness-based stress reduction, uh, doing these all-day retreats. But it's also what I do with people individually in therapy is helping them process these things, sometimes doing meditation, sometimes doing guided inquiries or reflections where we recognize how we're feeling, allow it to be, investigate how it's living in the body, examine potential core beliefs that might be there that are holding us back. Many times people understand that their core belief is not logical, but yet their heart believes it, even though other people tell them that that belief isn't true. We can delude ourselves, and mindfulness is about seeing things more clearly, being present, being awake in this moment. Somebody asked me yesterday when I was going to get a picture taken here for the Elemental Healing Charlotte website, uh, 
What was the best part of my day? And I thought for a moment, waking up, being alive is the truth. It's like without waking up, I don't get to experience all of this connection with the people around me, my family and my friends. Social connection is so important, yet so many people today feel isolated, especially if you're feeling uh, self-critical. If you're being that way towards yourself, the tendency then is to isolate, to feel separate, to feel less than in this culture of comparison where we often feel less than other people, putting up a measuring stick between us and them. You know, marketing, that's what it is, right? Is you're not happy. Here's why. Here's how you can be happier and a better person. (laughs) But we realize that these things are hollow. That acquiring things and positions and different things, you know, give us a little boost for a while, but it's not lasting. If we're successful, if we're doing better than others in certain areas of our life, we may have a level of self-esteem. But self-esteem, contrary to popular belief, is not the healthiest way to go about feeling good about yourself. Because if self-esteem, in fact, is really about comparison and feeling better than others, then what happens when I fail? When I identify the net worth in my bank account as being my value as a person, You've heard so many probably stories of people who acquired a lot of money and then lost it all. What a humbling experience. And are you defined by that? Mindfulness and self-compassion is an invitation for us to become non-identified with that negative, critical story that we tell ourselves. This is the power of being mindful. And many times people get started in this, whether in therapy or through MBSR or other meditation workshops, and think, well, you know, the self-compassion piece is really hard for me. I can do the mindfulness work, but it's all self-compassion. Because you have to think about all the different ways that you're kind to yourself already, day in, day out. If it's cold, you put on a coat or a blanket. What are the different things that you use to attempt to soothe your emotions already? At the heart of all of those habits, under, under it all is compassion. You care. You want to be happy. But then we get angry at ourselves and critical at ourselves for the ways we find meaning in life. Or when we're trying to find pleasure, we get critical when we fail. And we use sometimes pleasure, seeking that as a way to avoid dealing with the negative emotions that we have and really being with ourselves and having compassion. People think that self-compassion is self-pity. Poor me. Whining, complaining. I don't want to be a whiner and a complainer. Telling your truth about how you feel is not whining and complaining. It's called processing and being real and authentic in your life. Yes, there is a time to stop talking about the same subject over and over again and just learn to be present with it, feel it, let it be, instead of trying to force it all out. Because we can try to force it out through talking, too. Perseverating, ruminating on the same thing over and over again. Because that's what we want to be able to do is let go. 
but we're trying to let go of the thoughts, but instead what we need to do is focus in on the emotion. And by allowing the emotion to be and to be as much as it wants and to attempt to hold that emotion with care and concern just like we would a loved one is the very thing that will allow it to begin to dissipate, to soften, to make space and room for us to begin a different way of relating to ourselves. Because while self-esteem is about evaluating ourselves in comparison to other people, self-compassion is not an evaluation. It's not a judgment. It's a way of being with what is here. Just like we can be with a loved one when they're hurting. Because maybe they don't need us to try to fix, solve, or do anything. Maybe they just need us to be with them because words sometimes aren't necessary but our presence to other people speaks volumes and research has shown that people who are more self-compassionate have been found to be rated by their partners as being more loving than others and it makes sense because if you have inner resources to deal with the stuff that's coming up for you and you can take care of that without having to have someone else to help you through it then you have more love to give I'm not suggesting that you deal with every single thing on your own what I'm suggesting is you develop this inner resource so that you can manage things more effectively which ultimately with self-compassion leads to more joy happiness, altruism, being less defensive and argumentative with others. Wouldn't it be nice to just feel like that you can get along even in the face of difficulty and challenge with other people, that you have a regulatory system that you can engage with that is about being present in your life. So I hope you guys enjoyed this talk now we are going to transition to a guided meditation. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please do me a favor and go give me a rating on iTunes. Let me know how I'm doing. Or even send me an email with a question. I would love to have your questions. I know you guys are listening. I have 14 uh, stars on iTunes. Thank you all so much for that. Over 10,000 downloads at this time. So I know people are listening and engaging with this content. And it really warms my heart because I love to teach these practices. So I thank you all for supporting me in this journey. And I want to let you know, um, coming up soon, I am going to have two four-hour cycles of mindfulness and meditation. This course is going to be called Mindfulness and Stress Reduction. It's basically going to be about half of mindfulness-based stress reduction. So it'll be two, I'm sorry, two-hour classes uh, that go four sessions in a row, and then there will be an all-day mindfulness meditation retreat as well to really cement this practice for you. So if you have questions about this um, or you want to look it up, you can find it on my website, akeenmind.com, uh, to register for that. If you're interested, there's an orientation that's simply $10 where you can learn about it all and what to expect and participate in a guided meditation. Now you can participate in a guided meditation if you'd like because we're going to transition.
as you're invited to allow yourself to settle into the space that you're in, whether you're standing, sitting, lying down, as you bring full awareness and attention into the body, being curious, kind, noticing what you can, letting the body be just as it is. What can you notice? Warmth, coolness, tingling, emotion felt in the body, a sense of neutrality, discomfort, tension. Whatever it is that you're noticing, you're invited to place a welcome mat out before your experience. Inviting it all in, not having to like it, but just acknowledging what is present. Making space and room for your experiences to be just as they are. And expanding to be aware of this body as a whole, breathing. Watching the body receive the breath watching the body let go, let be. Watching the body fill with aliveness, expanding, and then watching the body let go, let go, allowing any unnecessary tightness or tension to be carried away by the outbreath. How present can you be with this breath? Noticing the soft touch of the breath wherever you can detect it most distinctly. Just riding the waves of the breath. Noticing where the mind goes when it doesn't want to be present with breathing. Acknowledging what is here with kind and friendly attention. As you firmly escort your attention back to this breath. Noticing that the breath has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Being curious about your breath without trying to attempt to control it. Just letting it be. You've been breathing your whole life. You're just a witness to breathing. Noticing. Perhaps having gratitude for this breath. Gratitude for being in touch with your life in this moment. Congratulating yourself for simply making the time to care for yourself. To take care of your body and mind. 
as you're invited to draw awareness to what matters to you. What is your most sincere and deepest intention? Is it to be a loving presence? Is it to be happy? To be healthy? To be confident, free, calm? Just notice what your intention is if anything arises. And if nothing's here, there's no need to judge or criticize. But it's helpful to keep digging, sitting with what might be the deepest longing of the heart. What really, really matters to you? Whisper it to yourself in your mind. May I be, may I feel. Fill in the blank or blanks that make sense for you. Happy. Peaceful. Safe and protected. Confident. Loved. Free. Noticing. Being present. As we softly let go of these intentions and invite our awareness to come back to breathing. You're invited now to draw awareness all the way down into the belly so that you can notice the belly expand on the in-breath and contract on the out-breath, filling just like a balloon and then deflating. You may find it helpful to place the hand over the belly. Watching the belly come up and down. In a sense, when we place awareness all the way down in the belly, feeling the breath here, we can begin to think of it as like diving below the waves. The waves of thoughts that we often become identified with. So you're welcome to drop the thoughts and place the awareness in the belly, breathing. Not pushing thoughts away or trying to stop them from happening, but simply an act of letting be and drawing awareness down to the belly, to the breath. To be curious about what what to be curious about what happens when you're present with breathing in the belly. Noticing, observing, breath. Riding the waves of the breath. Is it possible to be aware of the very beginning of the in-breath in the belly? 
and the very end of the out-breath in the belly. Just notice. You're invited now to gently move awareness away from the belly as you bring awareness to the oval of the face, the skin of the face. See if you can allow the skin of the face to be soft and at ease. Unhinging the jaw, relaxing the muscles here. Noticing the tongue as it rests in the mouth. Being aware of teeth, gums, lips. Observing nose, cheeks, eye sockets. Noticing the eyes. Allowing them to be. Noticing. Perhaps being grateful for the ability to see if you can. To appreciate things around you with this sense. Or perhaps to appreciate your ability to listen in this moment. Gratitude. As you gently, kindly draw awareness upward as you notice the brow, the forehead, seeing if you can allow it to be smooth and at ease. Letting be. Noticing the temples now and inviting awareness to work along the sides of the head. Sensing, feeling what you can hear. Letting be. Noticing the back of the head. Sense and feel what you're able here. Letting be. Observing the top of the head, the crown. And then expanding to include the skull, the brain, the head as a whole resting on the neck. Observing this alive space, letting it be. You're invited to draw awareness down now into the space of the throat. Sense and feel what you're able here at the space of the throat, often a place where emotion is held. Imagine your awareness is slowly expanding from inside the throat to include the neck as a whole. Being curious to what you can sense, feel, mass, Temperature, sensation, non-feeling, 
being non-judgmental, kind, friendly. As you're invited to draw awareness downward into the space of the shoulders, You may even want to take the shoulders up, back, and down, letting them settle away from the ears. Imagining the shoulders are like blocks of ice melting, becoming more fluid and flexible. Ice to water. Ice to water. Imagining the shoulders now are going from water to gas, becoming even lighter, letting them be. Allowing any tightness or tension that remains here just to float in your awareness, to make space and room for it without pushing, forcing. Breath by breath, you're invited to draw awareness down into the space of the arms. Notice how the arms are resting. Notice the weight of the arms. Invite awareness to come throughout the arms, all the way down into the hands. Sensing, feeling what you can. Remaining curious kind, opening, opening your attention, letting the hands be, you're invited now to gently kindly move awareness back to the breath. Just noticing the soft touch. Is it possible to be aware of the full in-breath and the full out-breath? Stay with this. Watching the breath flow in and out. Now you're invited to gently bring your awareness back to your intention, back to what matters. Seeing if it's possible to send yourself thoughts and feelings of loving kindness. May I have compassion and understanding for myself just as I am. May I be happy, healthy, peaceful, safe, loved, free. May things go well in my life. May I be happy. You're invited now to draw your awareness to listening as I share a quote from Brene Brown from her book, Braving the Wilderness. Stop walking through the world looking for confirmation that you don't belong. You'll always find it because you've made that your mission. 
Stop scouring people's faces for evidence that you're not enough. You will always find it because you've made that your goal. True belonging and self-worth are not goods. We don't negotiate their value with the world. The truth about who we are lives in our hearts. Our call to courage is to protect our wild heart against constant evaluation, especially our own. No one belongs here more than you. You're invited now to give yourself the gift of coming out of the meditation softly and gently. I so appreciate you all listening. Would love to hear from you. Until next time.